0: Welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 12 Spiritual Gifts and Intuition. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. I just returned from Hawaii, the beautiful state of Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. I brought my little daughter, Lexi, who loves the ocean and sand and is so sensory. So it does a lot. We had a group of women there as well. I am feeling a call to take as many women as possible at different times to the islands and to have the healing experience of the ocean it was just a beautiful beautiful week and if that is calling to you i'm just putting this out there i'm taking another group april 18th through the 24th 2022 on the north shore of oahu it's going to be amazing we've got a beautiful home just a couple minutes away from the ocean that we can just walk to. We'll be hiking to a waterfall and swimming there, hiking to a lighthouse, going to some sacred special spots and temples um, and just having some beautiful circle time and healing experiences. So I invite you to come. If this is calling to you, we have a few more spots left for this April retreat. So reach out to me. And I'll give you the details, but it's going to be amazing. All right. I'm so excited about today, Spiritual Gifts and Intuition. This topic falls under the fourth root of the tree, spirit. Remember the four roots, your body, heart, mind, and spirit. As we nourish the roots in those four areas, we produce fruit in our personal lives. I love this topic of spiritual gifts and intuition because I've been exploring it for the past 16 years. Not necessarily through a whole lot of book work, although I have read and studied, but what I had put into personal practice in my life. So what are spiritual gifts? Are they simply our natural talents and predispositions? I continually teach about our inner GPS, your heart, where it's guiding you, or the free space on your bingo card, the natural gifts and abilities that we are born with. Are these spiritual gifts? Certainly those are gifts from God as are the many blessings we have or creations in the world. However, in the Bible, it makes it clear that spiritual gifts are actually something activated at a specific point in our life by God himself. Those spiritual gifts may be the key to help bring all the different pieces of you together. I'm all for personal development and self-improvement. How many personality tests have you taken? Okay. Let's name a few. There's the color code, the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, Carol Tuttle's energy types, and many more. So what about the quizzes you see on Facebook? Have you taken those? What What Disney princess are you most like? Or what celebrity do you look most like? Well, I think as humans, we have a need and desire to know more of who we truly are. But even though the insights from these various tests and quizzes are interesting, Self-discovery without God will always come up short. Hey, he created us. The scriptures say that all things were created by him and for him, for his purposes, which always have to do with serving and helping others. God's purpose for your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment, happiness, or peace of mind. It will last longer than your dreams and ambitions. And our spiritual gifts will help us step in that into that highest version of ourselves spiritual gifts cannot be earned there's something given and empowered by god he is the giver of all the various kinds of gifts that we have in psalms it says that god saw every piece of us before we lived like i mentioned some of the things we call gifts we're born with like our personality traits our genetics our natural talents Other gifts we discover as we put forth effort at work and gain new skills and capacities. Then there's a new level of gifts that are made possible within us at the time we come into complete faith in and surrender to Jesus Christ and the spirit, the giver and empower and enabler. These gifts are the key to bringing us into the best and highest versions of ourselves and who we were created to be. They enable us to love, build, and grow God's kingdom on earth, and it's an exciting time to be an active participant in the unfolding of God's work at this time in history. I'm going to start out by sharing an experience with you that opened this world up to me. I'll be sharing some things that I hope will help because I feel like I've navigated this journey through experience and trial and error. 16 years ago, You probably know that my little sweet daughter passed away very unexpectedly and tragically following a brief illness with the flu. Of course, going through that experience was horrific. And after going through the shock and trauma of it, finding her after she had passed away in her sleep, that morning, I experienced the first experience with what I would call a spiritual gift or manifestation that I was aware of. It was a few moments after they took her body from my arms. My husband gathered all my children and myself in our bedroom to kneel in prayer. We were all literally in shock and our hearts were shattered in a million pieces. I share this with sacredness. And I do share it in my book because it opened a door, a journey for me that I don't think is just for me. As my husband started praying, my eyes were closed, and I don't remember a word he said, but something opened up for me. For the first time in my life, I didn't even know it was possible. But there was my daughter, my little sweet daughter, who had just left my arms. I saw her spirit, and she was arm in arm with my niece, who had also passed away several years earlier at the age of 14 from cystic fibrosis and rejecting a lung transplant. Anyway, these two girls were arm in arm, spinning weightless, round and round, smiling and looked like they were giggling and so happy. Of course, I was in shock of what I witnessed. Also, it was a gift that I feel like God had handed to me. And after they stopped, I looked and saw my little Olivia and she gave me a thumbs up like everything was going to be okay. In real time, I couldn't believe what I had witnessed. Nothing like that had ever happened to me. I felt speechless, but also a sweet peace that she was very much alive in spirit and had transitioned to a different realm, but with her same appearance and personality. My sister who is the mother of my niece, Lexi, who was the 14 year old who had passed away years earlier, was in my home that morning, because once we found our daughter, my husband called her. She lived in San Diego, not far from where we lived. He knew that I would need her, someone who had already gone through the devastation of losing a child. He knew I would need her by my side for what would lie ahead. So after I had this experience, I went downstairs and told her that our daughters were together and they were happy. I don't know why God gave me this gift and experience, but I was so blindsided and shattered with her passing. I don't know if I would have survived without it. I barely survived as it was. So as I mentioned, today's episode is about spiritual gifts and intuition. They are different, but similar things that go hand in hand. And the experience I just described the first spiritual gift or manifestation that i had ever had that i was aware of but after it happened believe me i was hungry for anything that god was willing to give me i thought if he would allow that what else would he be willing to allow i was not ready to be finished being a mom to my daughter so i went on this personal spiritual journey That took me to the greatest heights of heaven, but also the depths of hell. There's always two ends of the stick and opposition in all things. In the book of Acts, in the Bible, it says that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit on all people. That your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I know that is happening right now. The veil is becoming very thin for many people. We can seek out these gifts. In fact, the Bible tells us to seek out and even covet the best spiritual gifts. One of my ancestors, at least on my husband's side, George Q. Cannon, said we cannot be the people that God designed us to be unless we seek after and obtain spiritual gifts. It should be a constant prayer for the Lord to give us those gifts that are suited to our condition. And Joseph Smith, the first prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was asked, do we really need to seek spiritual gifts? He answered by saying, imagine going into a huge banquet and seeing all these incredible dishes in front of you and just looking, admiring, and then walking out and not tasting what was provided. We are meant to feast at the banquet." But this is what happens when we don't seek out the spiritual gifts that are available to us. Once again, these gifts are for us to be a blessing to others, to fulfill our mission and glorify God and do his work. So let's talk about something related, but not necessarily the same. And that's intuition. What is it? Intuition is that feeling in your gut when you instinctively know something. The idea that individuals can make successful decisions without deliberate analytical thought. Well, when we tap into our intuition or intuitive abilities, we are able to access these spiritual gifts and the inspiration. We all have intuition and intuitive gifts, and we are born with them. Think of a baby and how intuitive they are to do the things they need to do to survive. They're sucking reflex, they're grasping. But life happens. we get older, we start having more clutter in our lives. So the first point is, one, that you're already intuitive. Your intuition is strong and accurate, and you have spiritual gifts that are just waiting to be revealed and unleashed and utilized. You were born and created with these. What happens with our intuition is that it gets covered up with the clutter of our minds and thoughts and emotions, our life, and even the clutter in our home. I want you to think of a little baby, an infant. They're so pure and connected to the divine when they're born into this world. But we start going through experiences. We have thoughts, emotions, relationships, and experiences that as we grow need healing. And as we get older, they add layers of baggage. Think of the clutter in your life and home. Think of the junk drawer in your home. I think we all have one. And the little items in there—the paper clips, the tape, the scraps, scraps of paper or pens—is kind of like our lives as we pick up a whole lot of clutter around us energetically. Think of each item in that junk drawer and how that is like a little hamster wheel in our mind. So we have a lot going on in our lives. What we are asking is that our intuition flow through that, and it's not easy. This is also related to our vibration. Everything around us has a vibration. The food we eat, the thoughts we think, the emotions we feel. Some low vibrating emotions are fear, frustration, overwhelm, confusion, envy, jealousy, sadness, despair, judgment, guilt, shame, anger, and more. David Hawkins, a PhD, in his book, Power Versus Force, calibrates the energy of emotion. And as we release the negative emotions and move up the scale to a higher vibrating emotion like peace and forgiveness and love and joy and gratitude and enlightenment, we are letting go of the lower vibrating emotions and are more open to receive light and understanding. The physical and emotional clutter and stuff is also tied to the spiritual. They are all interconnected. Let me share an example of how I learned how the physical world was so connected to the spiritual. A few years back, I hired someone to go through my home with me. Actually, it was my darling niece that is so good at organization. And I told her, let's just pretend that I'm going to sell my home. I didn't have any plans at the time to do that. But I wanted to go through every drawer, every closet, every room, every nook and cranny. And I wanted to clean it out in my home. It took a few months, and we worked side by side most of the time as we went through every room in my home. During this time, we got rid of literally hundreds of items and bags of physical things. But what was remarkable to me was what happened spiritually and intuitively in my life. Spiritual gifts started opening up in my life. At that time, a dear friend lost a child. And I was allowed some sweet experiences and understanding with their child that I was able to share with this family to help them in their grief and healing. I felt like God was using me as a vessel to help this family, and it was sweet and sacred. So how does this relate to what I was doing at the time in my home by ridding it of unnecessary stuff? I always say that what you do in one area of your life affects all the other areas of your life. So I was opening myself up to receive the spiritual gifts and give back to this family. So think of the emotional, physical, or thought clutter that may be blocking you, your intuition, or spiritual gifts. If you've ever heard of the chakras, which are energy centers in our body, there's the third eye or the sixth chakra. Okay, it's right right on your forehead between your two eyes. It is believed to be linked with perception, awareness, insight, and spiritual connection. It is also connected to the pineal gland, which is at the base of the back of your head. It's a pea-sized gland shaped like a pine cone near the pituitary gland. It is associated with that third eye that when we open that up, the pineal gland, it can truly affect our intuitive abilities. A few things we can do to open that and activate our pineal gland is sunlight. Get out in the sun. Oh my goodness, it feels so good, but it really does something to open ourselves up. Another is get proper rest. Another is meditation, quieting the mind. I'll talk more about that in a moment, but another is simply deep breathing, taking a few deep breaths. Mm, every hour, even setting an alarm on your phone to remind you to take a few deep breaths, fill your lungs with oxygen, get that to your bloodstream and into your organs. When that gland is opened up, you're more open to visions, clairvoyance, spiritual, intuitive gifts. We also must stay away from toxic substances, foods that, um, that can actually calcify and close that gland Um, so certain foods can affect that gland and they're toxic foods so we detoxify that's one reason I'm passionate about detoxifying our body because what we do in one area affects the others and once we detoxify we also clean out our energy and increase our spiritual connection so I'm on this topic I'm just going to throw out there that I have a 28-day program, Cleanse and Replenish the Sana vivue, which is an incredible healing place in Mexico that Myron Wentz founded. I I created that um, detoxifying program after I personally went through breast cancer and studied all about detoxification and how that was so important to our wellness. Anyway, that's coming up. That's coming up in February. We're going to have prep week starting on February 14th, that week. And then we start day one, February 21st, if you would like to participate. That's another thing that I will share, um, but we'd love to have you join us. So that is also why I'm so passionate about teaching others about the seven steps of vibrant living and what I've written in my book. We cleanse not only our body, but our emotions, our thoughts, which make room for our spirits to soar. As we tap into our intuitive and spiritual gifts, I've learned from experience that it is useful and important to seek permission to share what we have received. We are energetic beings and it is possible and plausible to take on other people's energies. Are you ever uplifted and feel lighter when you're around certain people? Or how about feeling weighed down or heavy around others? That could just be their energy. So as spiritual gifts and intuition are developed, you may receive for other people. I was striving to live in a very high vibration, but also just know that there's opposition in all things. And as humans, we can live there, but there will always be times of low vibration as well. But as these gifts were more open to me, I would often receive understanding and even messages for other people usually those close to me or within my circle of influence. I've learned from experience that it is important to seek permission from someone if, if you want to share with them. The things I would receive were uplifting and beautiful. And in my excitement for these gifts, I would just want to share, but not everyone was ready and open to receive. So if this is one of your spiritual gifts, I would simply caution you to seek permission from the person you may receive inspiration for. Until I understood this, I thought it was my duty to share with everyone. Some were incredibly grateful, and others were not so much. So always seek permission from someone if you feel you're to share a specific message or a spiritual gift or intuition. This is simply healthy. Before you dump on someone, ask for permission. They have the right to say yes, I'm open, and I would like you to share, or no thank you. They also have the right to set up the boundary. Had I understood this, I know that I would have saved myself some heartache and misunderstanding. As spiritual beings having a human experience, I'd like to do a practice that I call ground, clear, and protect. I believe we need to access our intuitive abilities and spiritual gifts now more than than ever. So grounding is, let me just tell you what I do to ground, clear, and protect. Grounding, I just imagine these roots going from the bottom of my feet all the way down into the earth, deep into the earth. spreading out and anchoring myself on earth. Once our crown chakra or spiritual gifts are um, awakened, oh my goodness, you may just want to live in that higher self, in that in that I don't know, just like connected to heaven. I know I certainly was like that. It's beautiful. But our power and capacity comes when we are grounded on this earth. And so it's important to always stay grounded. And then and then I I imagine myself grounded to the mother earth. And then as my arms stretch out to heaven, I imagine myself being also connected to heaven. Are connected to heaven, to my head, to my heart, to my earth. Okay. And then clearing. I and I just do this in the morning. sometimes. I just imagine this waterfall rushing over me. And I just, it's this beautiful, clean, clear water washing over me and washing out any blocks or areas that I might be stuck. And I can even imagine it going through my body and clearing it out and and releasing. And this is just through our imagination and attention. So grounding, clearing, and protecting is simply also using your imagination of putting this bubble around you um, and filling it with light and love. You can make that bubble as big as you want, but filling it with light and love and that you're protected. There's a lot of energy going on in this world and it's often not very um, positive. There's a lot of positive, but there's also a lot of negativity right now. So just protecting ourselves from that bombardment to come in is also a good practice. Okay. We live in a world that can be confusing and having an increase in our abilities will not only enable us to navigate our life, but also to be a blessing to others. That is the purpose of any spiritual gift that we receive. So just to recap. As we fill up our lives with clutter, our thoughts, emotions, physical items, and the clutter in our bodies by the toxic foods and substances we put in them, we block our intuitive abilities and our ability to receive the spiritual gifts that are available to us. So how do we remove the clutter from our thoughts? Okay, I talk about this a lot, but just simply writing. In the morning, you can do a brain dump or a thought download and simply write out your thoughts. And then there's emotional stuff. Clearing the clutter from unfinished business. Maybe a relationship needs healing or simply clearing physical clutter. And even when you're healing a relationship, maybe it's a person that you can't even speak with, you know, personally or one-on-one or or maybe you don't want to, but you can spirit to spirit um, heal, heal that relationship. There's a Oh goodness! There's a practice called Ho'oponopono, and I won't give in all the details about that now. But it's it's imagining that person and saying the words "I love you," "Please forgive me," "I'm sorry," and "Thank you." And there's a beautiful story about that. How um, many people have been healed from simply doing that, and even not even going to that individual personally, but doing it through intention. Another way. The clearing is through meditation. So I want you to think of a lake, a very still lake in the morning, how beautiful and calm that water is, like a glass. So if you were to throw a rock in, what happens? It makes ripples out, right? When that lake is rough and there are big waves, just imagine just like a storm and lots of waves. Now imagine yourself throwing a rock in the water. You wouldn't see the ripples because of how big the waves were or how rough the waters were. That analogy is like your mind. When we are still, we are more open to receiving just like you will see the ripples on that still water versus the rough water. So keep your mind and thoughts still as in meditation. I like to do this first thing in the morning and also in the evening before I go to sleep. I learned this practice after my daughter passed on. and I wanted to connect with her. The best way I could imagine doing this was to be still. And things began opening up for me. Another tip for strengthening your intuition is also tapping into your five senses. As you do this, sit and notice what you can hear, what you can see, smell, even taste. And what, 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 things? Even the clothes on your body, how does that feel? Okay, it keeps you present. Once we are present and can notice and appreciate our five senses, we can we can more fully tap into our sixth sense of our intuition. Another idea is to pay attention to your dreams. While we sleep, our cognitive mind shuts down. And when our cognitive brain is so busy, it can override our right brain, our subconscious. But when we sleep, that shuts down that part of our brain and opens up our subconscious. I encourage you to keep a journal or something to write with at your bedside and pay attention to your dreams or simply the inspiration or revelation that comes to you while you're asleep. I know for me, if I don't write it down right afterwards, it's like it vanishes and I usually can't remember if we asked questions or even asked to be taught things before we go to sleep. My experience is that answers will come to us. It's an amazing tool to tap into. And I always keep a journal or my phone by my bedside and have lots and lots of notes. To me, this is what is, it's is It's like the door of revelation as I receive I want God to know how grateful I am for anything he's willing to give me. So I write it down, the inspiration. And then I try to act, not perfect on it for sure, but I try to act on the inspiration I receive. And then as I do this, it opens the door for more. It's like a continual revolving door. Well, a while back, I asked in prayer who I needed to forgive. I wondered if there was anyone I wasn't even aware of that I needed to seek forgiveness from or to forgive. I had an interesting experience. Two people came to me in a dream two nights in a row. I won't go into details of the situation, but I was so surprised about this as I had not even thought of these people for at least a decade. They were not in my life. But since I had intentionally and deliberately sought to understand if there were things I needed to do to cleanse my heart and life, these two individuals popped up. I realized that I had held some resentment towards them. I'd forgotten about it, and I really didn't even think it was my stuff, but I did have some resentment towards them when they showed up in my dream. I thought, oh, yeah, I guess so. I got busy releasing i repenting for what I had held on to. Another way to open those spiritual gifts and intuition is to step into faith versus doubt. Doubt is a lower energy vibration than belief. It's as if we are shutting it down, the possibility of receiving ahead of time versus stepping into that higher vibration of faith. Another way to increase our intuitive ability is to get creative. We are born creators. This is our DNA. Anything that can quiet our cognitive mind and open up our creative and intuitive mind will help us tap into this. It might be drawing, painting, writing, scrapbooking, and even scheduling creative time. I know if if I get too scheduled and regimented, it shuts that down. But if I block out time to get creative, and start creating versus consuming. So often we can consume, consume, and learn, but it's the creation that we step into that raises our vibration and just is exciting. Okay, also repetitive movement opens up intuition. Dancing, walking, running, even playing the piano can quiet the mind and strengthen the intuitive. For me, traveling to places that have the ocean and sand open up myself to more connection and receiving like i mentioned i just got back from hawaii and oh my goodness i i swear every time i come here it's like i'm closer i feel the connection i feel the inspiration and it just pours in and it's super beautiful so if you want to join us again go to my website stacyharmer.com backflash retreat to learn more of what we're doing in april But once again, these gifts are for us to be a blessing to others. To fulfill our mission and glorify God and do his work. So thank you so much for tuning in today. And always, I hope that you found some nuggets that will be useful and helpful to you. But this is a beautiful and exciting arena that we can step into. And just like I mentioned before, we can covet those spiritual gifts and desire them and work for them and put forth the effort. I've always felt like if we can sacrifice something for something greater, um, it moves us that much closer. I've often done a 40 40 day fast of giving something up for 40 days because the number 40 is very symbolic of preparation but sacrificing something for something greater. So think of the spiritual gifts that you desire and pray for them. And what are you willing to sacrifice? So Anyway, lots of fun things to discuss and talk about. Reach out to me if you want to discuss this any further or come join me on my weekly show on winwinwomen.tv. Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Well, we're sharing for a half hour and then we have a half hour of open discussion conversations and coaching. So, all right. Thank you everyone for joining in today and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.